And the amount of emphasis that has been placed on this is really amazing. It is mind-boggling. To what extent the Quran and Sunnah have emphasized this? But where does one start? We talk about unity, unity of the whole ummah. The building blocks of the ummah is each house, each family. This is the building blocks of the nation. And this is where unity starts. When unity will be brought within every home and every family and extended family, then this will grow into unity among communities and unity among nations and unity in the ummah at large. So this is where it starts and this is the emphasis that has been placed in so many ayat of the Qur'an Sharif where the rights of family members are mentioned. وَآتِذَ الْقُرْبَ حَقَّهُ Allah Ta'ala says, grant, give the family members their rights. Why is this being emphasized? Because without fulfillment of the rights, this is going to create disunity. And to the extent when Nabi Islam says, if you want barakat in your life and barakat in your wealth, then maintain family ties. Why is this being emphasized? Because when the family ties is not maintained, it will create disunity. So disunity is a very, very major problem. And Allah Ta'ala is emphasizing upon us. Nabi Islam is emphasizing upon us that at every level create disunity. Just to highlight one hadith before going forward, that what is the extent to which this unity is desired? And how much of benefit has been granted to the one and rewards and virtue who does what can be done in his capacity to maintain that unity? In the hadith, Nabi Islam says that, should I not show you, Allah ukhbirukum, bi afdala min darajati salati wa siyami wa sadaqa. Should I not show you something that is greater in rank then all the nafil salah that a person can perform. Can we imagine somebody 50-70 years of his life performing tahajjud every night? Whole night. More than that. How many people can do that? Few people in the world maybe can perform tahajjud the whole night, every night. More than that. More than all the fasts that a person can keep, nafil fasts. Like a person besides Ramadan's faris and the five fast, five days that are not permissible to fast the days of Eid and ayyam al-tashirit, apart from that, he's fasting every day of the year. Nabi Islam is saying more than that. And was sadaqa, more than all the sadaqa that a person can give. How much can we give? Maybe a thousand, ten thousand, one million, one billion. Can anybody give more than that? Nabi Islam is saying, I am giving you something to earn rewards greater than all these three things combined. Now, can any person think of anything? But what can bring the reward of all these three things combined? Firstly, it's not humanly possible for 99.9% to do this. Nabi Islam is saying, Islaqu bain. Somebody who takes the effort to bring peace between two people. Nabi Islam is saying, he gets the reward beyond all these three things combined. Because bringing peace between two people will create unity. So those who take the effort to create that unity within themselves, what they will get? This is a third party. So this unity is required at every level. But how will this unity be attained? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah gives us the prescription, gives us the way, the process. But what will foster this unity at every level? So the first thing in the Quran Sharif Allah says, وَأَطِيعُ اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُ الرَّسُولُ وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا 
don't create this opportunity. Otherwise, all your strength will be lost. Rather, what you should do, this is the prescription. That if you wish to maintain unity, one essential aspect will be learn to adopt sabr. Without sabr, there can be no unity. There will be discord at every level. Between husband and wife, there will be discord. Between parents and children, there will be discord. There will be fights between extended family members. There will be people at one another's throats for trivial things. When sabr is lacking. And if sabr is there, then many a thing, forget small trivial things, major things also will become easy to handle. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us that in the same breath, Allah Ta'ala is saying, wala tanaza'u. Don't commit any kind of discord, don't bring about discord. In that same line, in that same verse, Allah Ta'ala is saying, Wasbiru inna Allah Maintain sabr, Allah Ta'ala is with those who have sabr, with the patient. Now in a home, for example, it's a hot summer's day, but somebody is feeling very hot, he wants the aircon on, or the husband wants the aircon on at 16, and the wife is feeling very cold for some reason, and now each one wants their way. What's going to be the end result? And now somebody says, I will adopt suburbs, some compromise. Doesn't matter. I will do something that, I will undertake some difficulty for the next person. And if everybody thinks like this, then in that household there will be peace. And then in that com- community there will be peace. In that extended family there will be peace. And this extends throughout the nation and the ummah. A person comes to the masjid to park his car, for example. Now, there is one spot which he can park, but he's going to make things awkward for people to pass through now. And I say, let me adopt a little bit of sabar. I'll park at a little bit of a distant point, and I will walk from there. So now the next person that came, he moved through easily, he had no problem. But now if he had to come, and he found it squeezed, so now he wants to see whose car this is. Now he's waiting for him after salah. And now one thing leads to another. So that sabar, the person who has sabar, he'll say, I will park at a further spot and I will walk, doesn't matter. But I won't give my Muslim brother any taklif. Because this will result in disunity, disharmony. And if Allah forbid somebody acted wrongly and he parked his car in a wrong way, and somebody else had to squeeze himself through, he will say, well, let me make the sabar and take the reward now. Somebody did the wrong thing, let me do the right thing. So when each person will have this sabar, sometimes the sabar in doing the right thing, and sometimes the sabr in tolerating somebody's wrong. Now this person will get inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. Allah Ta'ala is with those who maintain this unity. So this unity has to be maintained at every level. But now one other question comes, that what is the meaning of unity? What is the meaning of not creating discord? Does this mean that there won't be any difference of opinion? Difference of opinion is something else. And this unity is something else. Difference of opinion, this is something that happened in the time of the Sahaba Kiram in Nabi Salaam's presence. And he welcomed the difference. Because those differences were maintained away on the basis of ikhlas and sincerity, on the basis of complete knowledge. There isn't time to go into the details of it, but Nabi Salaam made no issue about it. Once he gave an instruction to the Sahaba, some understood it in one way, they did it in that way. Some understood it in another way, they did it in that way. Nabi Sallallahu was told this is how it happened. But He didn't rebuke either of them. 
neither he told any one of you that you are wrong. Because both was based on knowledge and correct deduction. So all the differences that exist between the four Imams, the Hanafis, Mazhab, the Shafi Mazhab, Maliki Mazhab, and the Hanbali Mazhab, is all based on the same principles. And these are secondary issues. This is not disunity. This is difference of opinion which the Ummah has always maintained in harmony. It has created no discord and no disunity. The base of this is in the lives of the Sahaba itself. So that is one point to keep in mind. But then another issue comes up. People say, but in this time and age, somebody is saying one thing and somebody is saying another thing. One scholar has got this view and another scholar has got that view. What do I do in all this? What do I do in all this? A very, very simple way is what we do when there is a problem with our health. Somebody, Allah Ta'ala forbid, somebody has a very rare disease. And he needs to get a cure for that. He needs to get some treatment. So he goes to one specialist, he gives him one view. So he says, somebody, family people tell him, well, this is a very big thing, rather take a second opinion. He goes for the second opinion in a totally different view. So somebody tells him, you've got two different views, you rather take a third opinion. He goes for the third opinion, that's a third view now. Now he's more confused than ever. So what does he do in that case? Does he say, well, all these people don't know what they're talking about, rather forget about it. I'll do my own thing. If he does his own thing, then people say he's digging his own grave. So when we take the care to now find out who is the most experienced in the person, who has the most experience, who we have the most confidence in, we'll take his view and carry on. So likewise in the matters of deen, provided we are serious and sincere about following deen, not following our desire and nafs, we are not out for fatwa shopping, then we will decide who is the person I have greatest confidence in, who is the person who I feel will correctly guide me, then we choose one such person who has inabat ilallah. He has taqwa in him. And generally the consensus is that this person is a person of Allah. Among the knowledgeable people, he's a person who has the ability, he has the knowledge, he has taqwa in his life. Then we will choose one person and close our eyes to everything else. Our problem is that everything we want to read, everywhere, whether it is Mufti Google, or any magazine, or everything on the airwaves, Everything is something authentic for us. So what is required is to decide who you are going to stick to one person. And then we stick to one person. And inshallah we'll be rightly guided. And then on the day of Qiyamah, Allah is not going to ask us why you didn't listen to anybody else. Provided we made a considered choice. We took in consideration all the relevant issues. That is this person capable. Generally the knowledgeable people regard him as somebody capable. He is a person of taqwa. Then we go by that. This is the one aspect. Then the other issue is that this aspect of unity, as important as it is, what is the basis of unity? The Quran Sharif Allah Taala says, "Wa atasimu bihablillahi jamia, wala tafarrakoo." Hold on to the rope of Allah Taala together. In other words, there's only one basis. Everybody has to hold on to that same basis. That is the rope of Allah Taala, hablullah. Any person who stays away from holding on to the rope of Allah Ta'ala, he'll be responsible for this unit. We cannot leave the rope of Allah Ta'ala to unite with him outside. Then we are also joining this unity. The basis of unity is Hablullah. Abdullah bin Mas'ud now says, that alaykum bitta'a wal jama'a fa innahuma hablullah. That keep to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, because Hablullah, the rope of Allah Ta'ala, is the Quran and the Sunnah. And as Thereafter passed on to us by the Sahaba Ikram 
and the pious predecessors as they brought it from the Sahaba and passed it on in its pristine purity. Now somebody decides to stand away from it, like for example, there would be those who would unfortunately in their ignorance or whatever their agenda is, or because they become the tools of those who work by the policy of divide and rule, then how can the ummah be split up to divide and rule? So now they reject the Sahaba Ikram, the Shia, they reject the Quran Sharif, and then they still call for unity. So now somebody says, we have to unite the Ummah. How are we going to unite the Ummah? We'll compromise on some, some things to unite outside Hablullah. We will be joining this unity. We cannot unite away from the Quran and Sunnah. It's impossible. <laughs> so the basis of unity is only one. Abu Bakr in his time when he became the Khalifa, and some people refused to pay zakat, he announced jihad against them. Some Sahaba came up, and they said, but these people, this, now don't take it so hard with them. The incident is lengthy, time is already running out. He said, if nobody else comes along, I'll fight alone with them. As long as the sword stays in my hand, I will wage jihad against them. And I will never make any distinction between salah and zakat. Somebody rejects salah will make jihad against them. Somebody rejects zakat will make jihad against them. The Sahaba considered this carefully, and then they realized what he's saying is true, and they joined him. So unity can only be on the Quran and Sunnah. And we have the Sahaba Ikram who took it directly from Rasulullah Wasallam. Now somebody says something else, then he is causing the dissension. Hazrat Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu ta'ala Abaydullah bin Umar radiallahu He spoke something against him. And Miqdad bin Aswad said, that what do I do about this? Where do I take this complaint? Because let me take it to the father, that's the best thing to do. So he brought it to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala Umar heard about it, he said, bring him here. Let me cut his tongue off. Let me cut his tongue off. So this person himself was worried that he might carry out this. He brought others to intercede. Please tell him, don't do this. I didn't mean it to go so far. He said, no, I want to cut his tongue off. I want to set a precedent that till the day of Qiyamah, anybody speaks ill of the Sahaba, then they will know what my judgment was. That their tongue is deserving of being cut off. So afterwards, he left it. He didn't do anything further. But he wanted to set a precedent that unity cannot be on the basis of compromising the principles. Unity can only be on Hablullah, on the Quran and Sunnah. Otherwise, somebody who creates the unit, this unity is responsible for it. So in any case, at every level, at the level of the domestic level, on the extended family level, the level of the ummah at large, this unity is required, but the basis of that unity is Hablullah. The rope of Allah wa ta'ala, which is the Quran and Sunnah, and the emphasis that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam misplaced, just to very quickly recap that hadith, Beyond all the reward of sadaqah, billions a person can give, can fast every day of, his, of the year, he can perform tahajjud the whole night, every night. But more reward than that is to maintain harmony, to maintain peace. He gets beyond all these things. May Allah give us a